Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rhema.org.au. Praise the Lord. Trust you had a great week. Uh, we're starting a little bit um, later, so I'm going to just get into the Word as quick as we can today. So I'll pray, and we'll look into God's Word. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness. Uh, thank you, Father God. We approach your Word, Lord, and we, it's your Holy Word. And so we approach your Word uh, with reverence and honor. We thank you, Father, uh, that you open it up, that your Word is opened, people's hearts are open. Father God, that it's revelation knowledge, that it, it helps us to live every day of our lives. So we thank you, Father, for your holy word in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, we're on a series, and it's called uh, Glad You Asked. And it's just answering questions. So we're going to have another question today. So here's the question today that we're going to look at. Uh, it's, uh, this, it's, I've had a number of my fellow Christians say, just receive. I may be one of those fellow Christians that said that. Has anyone ever said that to people just receive? We kind of do that. And then uh, it goes on to say, I'm thankful for their desire for me to have a fruitful prayer life, and we all want each other to be blessed and have great prayer lives. And then how do I just receive from God? So we're going to just talk a little bit about today receiving and what we can do to receive from God. All right? So uh, today we're just going to look at three simple things. Uh, we're going to look at kinds of prayer, rule, prayer rules, and like a prayer outline, uh, just to keep it really simple. So uh, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but there's different kinds of prayer. And uh, sometimes, you know, like when I got saved, I, I didn't know anything about the Bible. Who, who did not know anything about the Bible when you got saved? Uh, I knew, not, knew nothing about it, so I had no idea that there were different kinds of prayer. So everything, to me, when you say prayer, it's just like, just whatever you open your mouth, you know, and comes out, if you direct it toward God, that's just a prayer, and they're, they're all the same. Has anyone ever thought that way before you were saved? Well, that, well, then look at all these different kinds of prayer, and don't be concerned, uh, be, because, uh, you know, if you don't know every kind of prayer, because there's always tomorrow, and you can learn more about prayer. But here's different kinds of prayer, the prayer of casting your cares, the prayer of agreement, the prayer of faith, the prayer of consecration, the prayer of praise, worship, and thanksgiving, united prayer, uh, prayer of supplication, prayer of intercession. Those are just different prayers that you can find in God's Word. So, of course, if we were going to teach on those, we would be here till next Sunday and still not finish, you know, with taking hardly any breaks. So, in order to help, if you want to learn more about prayer, there is a book that covers some, uh, most of those prayers, I think, are covered in this book. It's called uh, Secrets to Powerful Prayer. It explains different kinds of prayer. It just happens that my wife is one of the co-authors, so it's Lynn Hammond and Patsy uh, that wrote that book. And then uh, another really good writer on prayer is uh, Brother Hagen. So this, calls, this is called Steps to Answered Prayer, and it's kind of like a, a, a workbook. And then this is, uh, this is uh, The Will of God in Prayer, and that's real good. And then there's this big study course on prayer. So you can get all of these or any of these or one of these 
if you want to know more about prayer. Today we'll only be able to cover so much. So these different kinds of prayer uh, that we just put up there, uh, there's different prayers for even different situations, okay? And so applying the wrong kind of prayer to a given situation doesn't always bring the desired results. So that would be one reason as Christians we want to at least know something about different kinds of prayer so when we have a circumstance or situation arise we have some kind of understanding to know what kind of prayer will help me in the situation that I'm in all right so with that said uh, there was a wise uh, older minister that said years ago that different prayers have different guidelines or rules and so he said a lot of Christians they they just kind of like a Ziploc bag you open a Ziploc bag and you just toss all the prayer rules into the Ziploc bag zip it you shake it up and you just kind of dump it out and you just kind of let let it fall where it falls and you you mix everything up so with that in mind you know like here's the thing like sports has different rules so playing footy with cricket rules that would be like disastrous right to play footy with cricket rules and when we first moved here you know cricket was a new thing uh, you know based on where I came from I didn't know anything about cricket but I met uh, a person here that became a friend and him and his son they're so into cricket that they know the statistics I mean they study the statistics do we have any other cricket people that are study all the statistics you know the players you know all their statistics I did that with gridiron and so there used to be a time and I realized I was almost addicted to it and I had to break the addiction but with gridiron I they have 53 guys on a team I could I knew every one of their names I knew how tall they were what they weighed how much they could bench press what they could run the 40-yard dash and of course and their positions on the team I, I was like really into it you know and uh, so I, I, I had to not be so into it but so you know you can get into that but you know if you're into sports you know that there's very different rules that govern each sport that you're into well well prayer really can be the same way that prayer has different rules and if you mix it all together or use the wrong rules for a specific prayer you won't be as fruitful in prayer so we're going to look at some of that today okay so jesus let's just take the two prayers and let's do a little comparison and show how different these two kinds of prayer are Jesus, when he walked on the earth, prayed these two prayers. So he, it's great to look at these because we have Jesus himself who prayed these prayers. So we're going to today just kind of do a, a comparison between the prayer of faith that Jesus prayed, but he also prayed the prayer of consecration. So we're going to like look at these two and just see how different they are and how uh, the, they're governed with different guidelines and rules all right so Jesus when he prayed the prayer of consecration if you don't know that's when he was in the garden just before he was going to go to the cross and he prayed this prayer like if it's your will let this cup pass from me that's the prayer of consecration you know you're not quite sure what the will of God is although we we know that Jesus was sure of the will of God he just basically was seeing if there was any way to get out of it so with that prayer most of the time you don't know what God's will is that's why you pray that's why you consecrate then the prayer of faith that's when Jesus walked up to the fig tree and Jesus went to the fig tree and he cursed it okay so that is what we call the prayer of faith we're gonna look at him so 
Like, let's start off here with Matthew 26 and verse 39. And here's Jesus in the garden uh, with the prayer of consecration. So it says, And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. So this is what you call the prayer of consecration. And he's like saying, you know, is it possible? And if it is, could you do this? Uh, there's the word if in there, all right? Then look at what happens in the next verse. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, my father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. So that's the second time he prayed that. And he's just saying, is it possible for this to pass? And then look at ne the next verse. Then it says, so leaving them again, he went away and prayed the third time, saying the same words again. So uh, you notice here, what is the will of God? And he's asking three different times he asked. Now then let's look over in Mark chapter 11 and verse 23, and let's look at a, what we call the prayer of faith. So here's Jesus now before the garden when he was in his earthly ministry. And look at here, it says, Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Prayer of faith. So notice there that he he says there if you pray and believe what you say will come to pass you'll have what you say so here's a little uh, comparison that i believe should help all of us when we see these two prayers and just how different they are so let's first of all look at the first thing with consecration and prayer of faith the first one is that you don't know god's will when you pray the prayer of consecration but with the prayer of faith you Need, it's necessary to know God's will. So prayer of consecration, you go to God because you want to know his will. Prayer of faith, you're declaring something or praying to receive something based on the will of God that you know. So you could understand, even right there, if we stopped, when you mix rules up for prayer, if you really need something from God and he's already given it, and it's yours because he supplied it already. If you say, if it be thy will, then you're not really praying the right prayer, the right guidelines or rules to prayer for the situation you're in. Here's the second thing that we see, uh, that the consecration prayer, you can pray as often as you choose. Jesus prayed it three times. But the prayer of faith, he spoke to the mountain one time. Very different. So all of us, if we want to consecrate and dedicate ourselves to God, we can do it on a daily basis. Like, what, you know, what's your will? Uh, and Patsy and I, um, when we've made any major moves, it's always, we've always lifted it up to God for at least two years. So I'm sitting in, in uh, Singapore, and we're living in Singapore, and we had an Aussie guy that just taught in our school. I, I knew very few Aussies back then. And I, I took him to lunch after he taught in the school. His name was Andrew, but not one of our Andrews, a different Andrew. He was from Perth. And um, so uh, just sitting and eating lunch with him, 
And my view of Australia was there was like major revival going on here and they didn't need anything because if you lived out of Australia, you know, you saw television and they had the big conference in Sydney going on with Hillsong and it looked like, wow, you know, there's like major revival. Australia is one place you don't need to go. And so you don't consider it in the natural. And I'm sitting here uh, with uh, this guy and, and Andrew and all of a sudden something fell out of heaven and it's like, go to Australia, move to Australia. And so Patsy was away uh, doing Lynette Hagen's ladies' conference. So when the time was right with the exchange, you know, the time change, I called her and I said, you won't believe this. I said, the Lord spoke to me and said that we need to go to Australia. And she goes, don't tell anyone that. Keep it quiet. Wait till I get back. She, she wasn't ready for such a big move. So, um, so I did. I, I waited for her to get back. But making a long story short, we lifted that up for two years after that to the Lord. Like, is it, you, you said this, but we, we weren't just going to jump. Sometimes, you know, the first time you hear something, you can get goosebumps. It, it, you know, like, and when I first sitting there, I mean, it was exciting. I had the goosebumps, like, go to Australia. And everything was fine in Singapore. Nothing was going bad. You know, but the goosebumps were gone the next morning. So if you ever act on a goosebump, you could end up, regretting it so even though there was like the excitement it was gone the next morning we kept lifting it up to the lord is it your will here we are, we're in singapore we came all the way to singapore is it your will for us to go to australia and that from the time that that i first heard it until we moved here was more than two years after but we wanted to make sure that's the prayer of consecration you can pray it every day if you want you can pray it more than one time a day and you can pr you pray it until you know that's the prayer of consecration. Then with the prayer of faith, when Jesus spoke to the fig tree, he, he spoke one time. He cursed the fig tree, walked away from it, and the fig tree died by speaking to it one time. So, uh, so here's another thought too. Uh, with the prayer, you, not, I'm not ready for that yet. With the prayer of consecration, you can take the third one off there. Yeah, it's too, too quick. Um, with the prayer of consecration, we said you can pray as often as you want. All right, but here's another thing with the prayer of consecration. You don't have to prepare for it. In other words, you don't have to go read a bunch of scriptures and meditate and get ready to speak to a mountain. With the prayer of consecration, you don't know the will of God, and you simply go to him and you say, what is your will? Lord, I want to know your will. And it, it's really quick and simple but now if you're going to pray the prayer of faith it's really good because that prayer is based upon if you know the will of god and when you speak it you have to believe what you say will come to pass so it's really wise to go feed and meditate and prepare yourself before you go do your speaking so the prayers are really different that way uh, one requires preparation one requires that you know the will of god and then the last thing, you can put it up now, is uh, in God's timing, with the consecration prayer, in God's timing, not our timing, and he, you know, he reveals his answers to us. So, you know, it can take months, weeks, months, and years when you pray the prayer of consecration before. It's when God chooses to let you know what he wants you to do and when, that's when you find out. Whereas with the prayer of faith, Jesus spoke to the fig tree one time, he believed what he said would come to pass. He went to a different place. 
the next day when they're coming back, they came across the fig tree and it was dead, dried up at the roots. So he, he was prepared to speak to that fig tree and when he spoke to it, he believed what he said would come to pass. So that's just showing how different both of these prayers can be. Okay, so it could be weeks, months, and years for the consecration prayer, the prayer of faith you believe and receive when you pray it. So let's look at the next thing that we want to look at today. That's just a little thing on different kinds of prayer and then just showing uh, how different they are. Let's look at a prayer outline because the question was, how do I receive? So look at these two verses and then we'll come up with an outline, uh, a simple outline on how to pray. So 1 John 5 and verse 14 it says, now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. All right, so great two verses, and you can come up with an outline that you can use all the time on praying to receive. So, Without complicating it, let's just pull three things out of this, these two verses. The first one is this, that confidence in him that he hears us. That's the first thing we notice. Uh, secondly, ask according to his will. And then third, know that we receive the petitions. Okay, so those are just three simple things with, that you can pull out of these two verses. So let's take a look at each one now. So let's look at the first one, confidence in him that he hears us so how can we get you know what's the key to getting confidence that he hears us so going back we find the answer right in the verse so it says now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us all right so this confidence that he hears us of course you see first of all it's based upon knowing the will of God but then if you look at the next verse and it says, and if we know he hears us, so knowing that he hears us brings confidence when we pray. So we could say our first step to answered prayer, the first thing you want to do is you want to have confidence that he is listening, that he is hearing. Now, I know that we all have different personalities and and, you know, of course, you don't doesn't take long when you're having coffee. You can probably run into numerous personalities right after church, right? So my personality before I was saved was the type that I always look down on myself. So, you know, some people maybe think too highly of themselves, and some look down, and then there's everything in between. But I always thought, like, I was a nobody. Why would God take time to listen to me? He's busy running the world. I had all those kind of thoughts because I, I, I wasn't a Christian growing up and I didn't read the Bible. So, you know, there's maybe a lot of people that think, you know, God's got a lot of things to do and why does he really, you know, is he going to listen to me and does he have time? So the first step in prayer is to know that God has time for you, that he is listening very closely to every single person. And he's so awesome that he can do that, that there's how many billion people now on the earth? Like something like seven billion, is it? I don't know, the earth is pretty full. <laughs> and, uh, and think about how awesome God is that he can listen to every single person, okay? And he listens. 
that's like one of the first steps when you pray to know that God listens to you. It's really important. And so when you, to, to something to help us with this, in John chapter 11 and verse 41, it says, so they took away the stone and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. So this is when Lazarus died. He was already buried for like three days. And you know, it's really like to wait three days to raise somebody from the dead. They said, you know, Lord, he stinks. He's going to smell. So, but Because Jesus said, roll away the stone. So before he did this great miracle, he said to the Lord, I know that you hear me. So the first step to even working miracles and I've met people in our church, and they, they, you can tell, I've, I've talked to some people in our church, they got some big things on the inside of them. We have people here that see themselves working miracles. You know, that, you know, that there's people that carry that. They might not have worked as many miracles as they want to, but we have people here that carry that on the inside. Well, the first step to have a miracle happen is, first of all, like Jesus, he's ready to do a miracle, and his first thing he says is, I know you heard me. So it's like cooperating and working with God. It's one of the necessary things to work a miracle, being in that relationship with God, knowing that he is with you, listening to you, and you're working with him. So Jesus said, I know that you have heard me. And then verse 42, he says, I knew that you always hear me. So in two verses, he says it two times. And any time Jesus repeats himself, it's something that we should take note of. So he says, I know that you heard me, but then he says, I know that you always hear me. And so the first step to having prayers answered and being able to receive is, first of all, very simple. We need to know that he's listening, that he hears us, all right? Now, we could say this about Jesus, that he knew the character of God. And so spending time, like, you know, and us people that have been married, I think we all know this, that you think you know somebody until you actually marry them and then live in the same house, you know? And then you, that's when you really get to know somebody, you know? And I see all you merry ones that are giggling and laughing, and we know that, right? And so, but that's when you get to know somebody's character. You, you know, in every situation or circumstance, you find out how, what do they say and how do they react, et cetera, okay? That's knowing somebody's character. But you could be married for somebody for a couple years and get to know their character. What do they say and do in a certain thing? But they could have something cooking on the inside that you don't know about. They could say like, hey, you know, I want to uh, buy you a diamond ring, like a really big diamond ring, and I'm going to get it for you for our second anniversary. So it's like they, 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 could, they could decide to promise you a diamond ring. Well, Knowing their character is one thing, but once they decide they want to buy a big diamond ring and give it to you, that's like their will. So um, what I'm saying here is like knowing the character of God and being able to trust him and know that he hears us is one thing, but to know his will, you have to you know, know his promises and what he says. So there's like those two different things there. So here's some practical things about what we're talking about when it comes to this about God hearing us, first, uh, our feelings won't tell us that he's hearing. Your feelings will never tell you that God hears you. You know, feelings change every day. 
one day you can feel good, the next day feel bad, you know, you could be happy, and, and an hour later, you know, we, we have to keep our flesh and feelings in, in order, because they can be really wacky, so, we, you know, so don't think your feelings will ever tell you that you hear God, and maybe you could be up on a real high, and you can experience some good feelings, and you think, God is there alive, and he hears me, but the next day, you might not have that, and the only way that you know God hears you is it's faith, you believe it, because the Bible says it, no matter how we feel. And so another, another thing about our circumstances won't tell us that he hears us. In other words, if you have a circumstance and you're waiting for it to change, and if it changes, then you think, well, God heard me, that, that probably won't happen either. Don't, don't trust the circumstance to help you. And then another one is uh, the, the, just r- something real practical. Any time you have a past experience, you can't let a past experience determine whether or not you believe God hears you. So myself included, and we don't have to raise our hands here, but we've all prayed prayers where uh, they weren't answered. You know, I admit it. I, I'm, not too spir- I, I'm not like this person that thinks I'm so perfect and spiritual. I've prayed prayers and I haven't got answers. And I learned earlier on in Christianity, if I pray a prayer and I don't have an answer, the first thing I do is I don't point my finger at God. I don't blame him. I, in a sense, point my finger at myself and say, okay, what am I doing wrong? I got to get back in the word and find out what I can do because I, I didn't make a connection here. So, so you can't let a past experience determine or make you, you know, like, d- d- is God hearing? You put all of that stuff aside. And so concerning God hearing us, it's a faith decision. You, you read it in the Bible, you choose to believe it, and then you use faith. When I pray, I know God hears me. That's the first step to having answered prayer and receiving something from God. The second thing we saw is to ask according to his will. All right? So his will, as we said, you find it in the Bible. So the Bible is God's will. That's why we love the word. We love his holy word. And so when we look at those two verses of scripture, you know, what does God hear? When we pray, what does he hear? Uh, And so we can say that he hears his will. So when it says when you you have confidence that he hears, I'll read it one more time uh, to make sure we, in 1 John 5, 14, This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And so if we pray a ridiculous prayer that that there's nothing in the Bible that backs it up, you know, there's no confidence there that God's going to hear because it's ridiculous. So an older minister one time years ago, he was traveling around and somebody uh, prayed this prayer that he would have the biggest, you know, they, it was back many years ago when they had tent ministries and all these traveling guys, evangelists and miracle guys that had healings, they would have tents. And it almost, they, according to what was said, they almost got in a competition about who's going to have the biggest tent and the most seats. So this guy prays this prayer uh, in a church service where this one uh, man that was ministering, and this man, never, he never wanted a tent. He didn't feel called to have a tent. And this guy prays the prayer that he would have the biggest tent out there. And, and so the, the pastor, the minister went up to the guy and said, you know, God's not going to answer it. He goes, because I don't want a tent. And you're not going to pray a tent on me because I don't want it. 
Like, how did that guy know the will of God for this minister that he, you know, prayed a tent? And then there's another guy that prayed a prayer that, this is in Texas, that, that prayed a prayer that somebody was going to have, like, a ridiculous amount of oil wells. Like, you know, you could drill in Texas and hit oil. And so the, the minister said, that's ridiculous. You, where in the Bible is there a promise that you can pray that somebody's going to have all these oil wells? God did, is not going to answer it. It's ridiculous. So you understand it's important to know the will of God because you just don't just blurt anything out and it, there's not, no promise to back it up. So that's why we're so, we love the word. Okay, so to ask according to his will, it's necessary to know his will. Okay, so with that in mind, uh, look at this scripture, 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 12. It says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. So everything that God has given to us, and notice it says it's free. We don't even have to earn it. It's free. But it says that, you know, we find them in the word, but God gave us his spirit to teach those things to us. So everything that he's given to us for free, his spirit helps us to know those things. So hearing something and knowing something can be different. You can hear a lot of stuff, but it doesn't mean you know it. I mean, I can put on the TV, and if they have some kind of medical show on, and I can listen to surgeons talk, and I'm hearing the surgeons talk, but if you put me in that room and ask me to operate on somebody, they, they might be going, if they're saved, they would be going home with the Lord possibly, because I, I heard it, but I don't know it. You can listen to a mechanic talk one time, and the mechanic can say a bunch of stuff, but then if you open up the hood, can you actually fix the car? You know, you heard it, but do you know it? And if that's true out there, you can listen to some lawyers talk, but then you can go sit in a courtroom and you're going to defend somebody and you never went to law school, they may be going to jail. <laughs> so if all that stuff is true, then why do we think then when it comes to God, that why do we think if we hear it one time that we actually know it? So, so we don't want to make things complicated or make it seem as if it's difficult to know, but we have to know there's a difference of hearing versus revelation knowledge where you know okay so with that in mind uh let's look at jesus here and this this is in a, jesus rose from the dead and then for a season he was on the earth hanging around his disciples for a while so he's walking from one place to another place it's a long walk he was on a walkabout okay <laughs> and it's a long one Okay, so he's going, and so they're walking all day in Luke chapter 24 and verse 27, and it says, then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he in interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So here's Jesus walking with his disciples who he knew for a long, a while, like three years on the earth, but now he's walking with them after he resurrected, and they don't know him. When he's doing this, they don't even know it's him. It's to them, he was like a stranger walking with them, and he's giving all the scriptures concerning himself, and they still haven't figured out who it was yet. They're hearing, and they're hearing scriptures, but they still aren't comprehending. They still don't, don't really know. So, um, and that's a lot of material he covered. <laughs> and they, they were on a walk. He interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. 
Boy, that would have been an inter don't you wish they would have recorded that? That would have been a great message uh, to hear Jesus himself explaining himself out of the Old Testament, you know. So then in Luke chapter 24 and verse 30, it says, when he was at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed it and broke it. This is after they arrived to their destination uh, and gave it to them. And then look at it. And then their eyes were open and they recognized him. So you see that having your eyes open is a spiritual thing. It's just not sitting and hearing, but there is a, a work of the Holy Spirit involved with the opening of eyes. All right, and then further down, so they knew who he was, but it even gets better in Luke 24 and verse 45. But then it says, and he opened their understanding. So here now is the understanding, their understanding, and it says that they might comprehend the scriptures and so you see that it is a work of the holy spirit to have revelation knowledge and so when we talk about asking according to god's will that's why we want to be in the word and that's why we want to feed on the word and as we're feeding on the word we want we want revelation knowledge when revelation knowledge comes everything we do is much easier because we know versus hearing so if you have revelation knowledge, you can fix a car, you can defend somebody in court, you can be a surgeon and operate, that they know, and, you know, and I'm just using the word revelation there, but the same thing is true in Christianity, when we know it affects our prayer life and it's easier to pray and receive, okay? So with, with that in, in mind, like what can we do to help ourselves in that area? And so in, in Colossians chapter one and verse nine, uh, it says this. Th these are prayers. They're, they're called the epistle prayers, and this is one of the epistle prayers. The best thing to pray for Christians is epistle prayers because they're written to the church, and they're prayers that you can pray for Christians. So Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9, it says, So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. So when Jesus opened their eyes and they comprehended the scriptures, this, this is when you pray this, this is what can happen. So you can pray this for yourself, and this type of prayer, you can pray it for yourself every day more than one time. You can pray it for your loved ones that are Christians. These are prayers for Christians. If somebody isn't saved, this is the wrong prayer for them. You want to first get them saved and they become a Christian. Once somebody's a Christian, you can pray this as much as you want, uh, because it's an ongoing thing that we can all have more understanding and revelation knowledge. So you pray this prayer, ask to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. It's, that is an operation of God and the Holy Ghost. And when God does it, it's like a light goes on and it's like a game changer. You're changed forever. It changes everything about you. And then in verse number 10, it says, then... The way you live, no, notice then, I got, I got that in bold, plus I underlined it, because why? Because once you have the understanding and your eyes are open like that, it says then. It is a result that the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. It change, it's, it's like we're changed on the inside by revelation knowledge. It changes our behavior, the way we live, all that stuff. And then it says, and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. Uh, and prayer, there's like what they call prayer fruit. You know, so when you pray, you know, you want prayer fruit. So, I mean, it affects everything. And then all the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. So this prayer can be prayed for everyone as much as 
you want all Christians, yourself included. Let's look at the last thing real quick. And, there, and the last thing we talked about, just wanting to get done here, uh, know we have the petition. So remember the first thing, know he hears, ask according to his will, and then know we have the petition. So here's the scripture, Mark eleven twenty four. It says, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you receive it and it will be yours. So if you have sickness or disease, like, you know, when we looked at that scripture about speaking to your mountain, how do you know something is a mountain? And a mountain represents a problem, something there, a circumstance, something in front of you that's in your way. So how do you know and identify a mountain? You know how you do that? You go in the Bible, and if, if it says that Jesus, where it says that Jesus took our sickness and our disease, that by his stripes were healed, well, if Jesus took sickness and disease and by his stripes were healed, then that tells us that he did something about it. So then if there's pain or something on our body, we can say, well, that's a mountain. So I identify the mountain because the Bible, this promise says this, I have the opposite of what the promise is. So if I have the opposite of the promise, I now identify that, and now I know i got to go to these scriptures and feed and get myself ready and, and to, because I'm going to talk to that mountain. So you can talk to those things, but then there's this other one here where you receive. So, you know, like, so it's good to talk and, and command sickness and disease to speak, but say you need some finances, and, you know, the finances aren't there. Well, you can go feed on scriptures, you know, prepare yourself, and then you pray this prayer, and you get yourself ready where when you pray, when you pray, you believe what you prayed will come to pass. So notice here where it says, believe that you have received and, should have had that in bold and underlined, and it will be yours. So you actually believe you receive before you have it. So when somebody says just receive, you know, uh, there's a lot to that because you need to prepare yourself because when you pray, you have to have something going on on the inside of you to know what belongs to you, what God's will is, and then you pray for it. And when you pray, it says you believe you receive, and then what follows after that is it, you have it. So you see how different. But So, so these, uh, these prayers that we're talking about, we're talking about how to receive today. I'm just going to uh, summarize what we said today. And I'm, as I'm doing that, the worship team can come up. So here's what we're saying today to answer the question, uh, become familiar with the different types of prayer. And so, as I said, you know, we, there's, you can, if you really want to know the different types of prayer, uh, you can get it in a book form. I don't know if you can download that. I don't know if that's on uh, Amazon or, you know, uh, or iBooks. Become familiar with the different types of prayer. Understand, understanding the kinds of prayer it helps us choose the correct type of prayer. So if you're in a situation, you know, what kind of prayer do you pray? So by having some kind of knowledge and understanding about the different types of prayer, you're able to then choose the prayer. Mark 11, 24 and 1 John 5, 14, those are really good prayers that help us when it comes to receiving. Those, those are two scriptures, and, and, uh, and they talk about prayer to help us just receive, as we said. And then uh, God hears us, when we pray according to his will. So we always have to remind ourselves, what's the will of God? And we pray the will of God. And then determine to know his will before praying, of course. And then pray the Colossian prayers for yourself, your saved family, and fellow Christians. And that's any epistle prayer. And then finally, 
after praying, be confident that God heard the request and just receive. <laughs> so there it is, just receive. And I've said that to people before, but I think sometimes we probably need to explain ourselves better when we say just receive. Father, I thank you so much for everyone that's here today, Lord. And uh, it is true, Lord, that it's so easy to receive Jesus as Lord. So, Lord, before we leave today and uh, dismiss, Lord, I pray that if there would be anyone here in our auditorium uh, with us today that doesn't know Jesus as Lord, uh, that you let them know that it's easy to receive him. You said uh, all we have to do is turn uh, from the way we're going, that we're, we can't save ourselves. Uh, you, you're not saved by a church. You're not saved with good works, but you're saved th through Jesus Christ. He's Lord. So, Father, I just thank you that you help people to turn from their good works, from any other thing they created to think that they can save themselves and that they turn to Jesus today. They humble themselves uh, and accept him as Lord. Thank you for helping people to do that, Lord, uh, showing them in their heart that there's only one way, one Savior. It's Jesus. And then, Father, you said in your word that if we believe in our heart and confess that you raised Jesus from the dead, will be saved. So Lord, thank you for making that clear before we pray that we humble ourselves, turn from our good works, accept Jesus, and acknowledge and confess that you raised him from the dead. Thank you, Lord, for making that clear. Jesus name. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rhema.org.au.